Thanks for checking out the Airborne Youth Podcast. This week you'll be hearing a teaching from Ben Evenson. We're going to watch a video. Is that okay? We're just going to kick this off, get the pot stirring on, on, on what we're talking about tonight. There's audio, right? Off the team, okay. whatever. You know, just, there's so much instability, so much that we don't understand, that, that we don't know. For me, growing up, it was, uh, a lot of you guys know, my mom died giving birth to me, and my dad remarried, then my stepmom died in a car accident when I was nine, then my dad got married again, then my dad died of cancer when I was 12, and so I'm in junior high, my mom's dead, my stepmom's dead, my dad's dead, the only close relatives I had were my, my aunt and uncle, George and Sandra, and then when I was in high school, they got in a fight, and my uncle George shot and killed my aunt, and then stuck the gun to his own head killed himself so I'm 16 years old and this is life to me going man what's next everything seems to be falling apart and we get a little worried we get a little scared and this is what Christians do you know they try to serve God but then things get a little rocky and things get a little unstable and so we go okay that was nuts I don't I don't want to I don't want to live like that let me uh let me hold on and this is your routine this is what so many people do. They go, you know what? I'm not going to try anything crazy. I'm just going to sit here, and uh, I'm just going to hold on. And uh, this is what you look like. You just go, uh, this is what people do. You know what? I'm just going to have my nice little family. We're just going to, um, you know, we're just going to keep to ourselves. We're going to live in a gated community. I'm going to homeschool my kids, make them wear helmets everywhere. I'm going to... Um, you know, I'm not going to let him outside because son has bad rays. I'm going to, um, you know, just on and on and on. And you just live your life in the safety of, I don't want to do anything crazy for God. I just, I just want to, you know, go to church on Sundays and maybe give like 2% um, and uh, maybe serve, help the nursery because I feel guilty. And then you do this your whole life. And then you, you go, your greatest prayer is like, God, you know what? I would love to die in my sleep and not even feel it and then just go up to heaven. And so you want to die like this, just in your sleep, ooh, right in the middle of a dream, good dream, the dream you're going to heaven and you don't even feel it. And then suddenly you wake up, you stand before the judge and you go. <laughs> now, if... Uh... Awesome, you can shut it off. It's, there's a little more, but I'm going to keep it short tonight. So... No matter what, right? That's what we're talking about. It's like, it's, that's ridiculous, right? You look at that and you're like, what would happen? He goes on to talk about what if a gymnast in the Olympics simply did that? Walked up to the beam, you know, like bad to the judges or whatever they do, and crawled up on it, hugged it for a few minutes, crawled off carefully. and <laughs> It's absurd. Like we all go like, that is the stupidest thing in the entire world that you could ever possibly do. And our entire month that we're talking about this month is this concept of faith built, strengthened, exercised every single day so that when the crazy stuff hits our lives, we already know how to trust God. We don't live on our own strength, getting by on our own power and our own abilities day to day so that a crisis comes along, we go, God, save me, right? Did that hurt anybody's ears? I'm sorry. Kind of. Anyway, so we talked about last week, Jesus was out in the boat with his disciples, a big storm comes, and what's Jesus doing? Exercising his faith, right? He's asleep on a cushion. 
And all his disciples are like, Jesus, why don't you care that we're going to die? They're screaming at him. They're freaked out. These are sailors. They're fishermen. They love boats. They spend their lives on boats. And they're in total turmoil moment because their faith wasn't fully developed. And Jesus gets up, goes, peace, be still, tells the whole storm. The storm goes, and then he goes, dudes, where is your faith? And you're kind of like, what? Like, anybody would be petrified of that situation, right? And you hear what, this guy that was speaking is Francis Chan, if you've ever heard of him, incredible pastor, like, guy out in L.A., I guess it was. And I just heard who was telling us this week that he totally had this amazing megachurch in uh, California and up and pulled his family and went to, where did he go? What? Philippines or somewhere, like, way out in... Like, and just said, we're going to go to the mission field. We're done with this thing. And just went, and a major act of faith. Gave up the comfortable L.A. lifestyle, the mega church that adores him. He's an incredible teacher, communicator, obviously. And he just was like, no, we're doing something risky. We're not going to curl around the balance beam and enjoy our nice little life that we're going to live. So what I want to do is challenge you guys with this possibility that stepping out in faith every single day in little stuff will compel you to a place of stepping out in major stuff, okay? You guys have all heard um, Hebrews chapter 11, probably at some point. We call it the Faith Hall of Fame. It's kind of one of those church things that we come up with, you know. It's like, oh, it's this whole list of the most faith-filled men and women of God throughout history, okay? And whoever's writing Hebrews is writing this whole thing, recounting all the amazing men of God throughout history and women that exercised faith, and their faith is what preserved them through to the end. Are you with me? How many of you would like to preserve to the end? Half of you. All right. We're going to have a prayer time over here for the other half. No, at the end. Okay. Seriously. But um, so what it says here, I'm going to just hit a couple of them. You guys have probably heard them all before, but it says, it says, it talks about um, Abel, was like his sacrifice was greater than Cain's and all this. By faith, Enoch was taken from this life so he did not experience death. He could not be found because God just took him. That's cool. That happened a few times in the Bible where God just, it's like, where'd he go? They didn't die. They didn't get buried. There wasn't a funeral. It wasn't like they just, God took him. That's pretty wild. I don't know how he does it, but he does. Okay. And then in verse, uh, what is that, 7, it says, By faith Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, in holy fear built an ark to save his family, right? You guys have seen Evan Almighty, right? It is so much like how it had to have been, except that in the actual account of Noah, it had never even rained before in history. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to put a roof on this huge boat, and the whole, it's going to fall, water's going to fall out of the sky and flood the entire earth. Can you imagine the idiot that he was to the entire known world? But he said, no, God told me. Stepped out in faith. Built a ginormous boat, bigger than this building, I think, from what I understand. It was essentially the size of Titanic or bigger, I don't know. Look at that. He's got the stats. I love Riley. He knows this is good. Smaller than Titanic. By, five, by, by a little bit. Some? Oh. Could be built. Huge. Way back before technology, steel, rivets, and welding, right? Serious. Amazing. So this happens. He steps out in faith just simply to save his family. It was ridiculous. But yeah, if you didn't know that, before Noah's flood, water never fell from the sky. It just seeped up out of the ground. Fun fact? Yeah, it would like be part of the ground, but it would not come 
falling from the sky. It had never, ever, ever rained before Noah's flood. Right? You guys don't care. Like, awesome. Anyway, awesome. So then you go down further, and it says, By faith, Abraham, even though he was past age, really old, 100 years old, and his wife was 90 and barren, was able to become a father because he considered him faithful who made the promise. Who was that? Who made the promise? God told Abraham, you will be the father of many nations when he was 100 years old and he had no kids, right? God made it happen because Abraham said, I believe the father. I will believe the one who made the promise, right? Faith, crazy action, okay? This all builds to something. I know you've all heard this stuff before. There's more. By faith, the people passed through the Red Sea. You remember that whole story? On dry ground. But when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned. So it wasn't just shallow, okay? Um, There's people that have argued that, okay, for real. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell after the people marched around the city for seven days. And then it goes into this whole big long run that I just have to read to you because it's incredibly powerful. By faith, the prostitute Rahab, because she welcomed the spies, was not killed with those who were disobedient. And what more shall I say? I do not have time to tell you about Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and the prophets, those who by faith, through faith, conquered kingdoms, administered justice, and gained what was promised who shut the mouths of lions, quenched the fury of the flames, and who escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned to strength, Dylan, bam, right? Um, I lost my spot. And who became powerful in battle and routed foreign enemies. Women received back their dead, raised to life again. Others were tortured and refused to be released so that they might gain a better resurrection, like a real resurrection that's way bigger than what we see in our everyday lives, okay? There's a lot here, I know. Some faced jeers and flogging while still others chained and put in prison. They were stoned. They were sawed in half. I like that one. Anyway, (laughs) sawed in half, okay? Wow, right? Um, They were put to death by the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, persecuted, and mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. That's crazy, right? And this was just a simple list, like one chapter out of our Bible, right? And it says, they wandered in the deserts and mountains and in caves and in holes in the ground. These were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what they had been promised. That's just kind of interesting right here. It says, God had planned something better for us so that only together with us might they be made perfect. God had something. I'm going to reverse that, okay? We're going to go back through that again. It says, these were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what had been promised. God had planned something better for us so that only together with us, these guys that we just read all about, together with us, would they be made perfect. So we, you and I, every one of us called by God's name, who have given our lives and trust him by faith to live our lives, are part of the great story that is the completion of the saints of faith. Like these guys, we look and go, wow, they're giants in the faith. They're dependent on us. It even tells us this right here, the beginning of chapter 12. Like the next verse, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, it's a cloud, there's a lot of them, so many that it looks like a cloud. That's a lot of people, right? 
Since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders us and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Because we are part of it. They went ahead and they lived by faith. They were commended. They were made righteous by the faith that they put in God, that they trusted God to be who he said he would and to do what he said he would do. And now they are up there, wherever that is and whatever that looks like, cheering us on because we are the completion of their story and they're not done until we succeed. You have like cheerleaders. Yay, right? Moses, Abraham, Noah. Okay, Rahab the prostitute. I love that. That she was put in that list is crazy. One thing she did by faith when the spies from Israel came to her city, she let them in, okay, and trusted these spies, and the whole rest of the city she was in was, de- was destroyed by God. But she was the only one, the prostitute of town, because she took in the men of God and said, you know what, I believe you and I trust you. One moment of faith puts her in the, wow, in the faith, wow, good music, right? Puts her in the faith hall of fame that we read in the Bible now. Not only was she put in the faith hall of fame, but you know who is the only woman? I'm pretty sure it's the only woman, yeah, listed in the lineage of Jesus Christ. What? There's four? Crap. Dang it. She's one of them. The prostitute Rahab. What in the world? There's only four, right? Out of how many names? That's okay. I don't know it all, guys. Okay, I'm trying. I didn't prep that part. It just kind of came, and I was like, I don't know. Maybe it's there somewhere. Okay? I don't, man, this is so good. I want to just encourage you to think about your life in the realm of faith. No matter what, what is your life going to matter for? Are you wrapped around a balance beam going, just going to make it? Okay, I got my get out of hell free card. I asked Jesus into my heart, and now I'm not going to hell, so I'm going to ride out the storm. God, save me soon. In my sleep, so I don't feel it, because I don't want to suffer. I hear those stories about people sawed in half and getting stoned, not that kind of rocks, okay? Like rocks, stoned. I know, I said it. I know, but it's a whole, it's a generation thing, right? It's like, they got, yeah, the disciples all got stoned. Yeah, no, no. All right, I said it. It's on the recording. I'm okay with that, all right? I'm okay with that. Stone, like killed with big rocks that they would get thrown at them until they were dead. That's what really stoned is, okay? Really stoned, the last time ever, okay? It's bad, okay? But we hear these kind of stories and we go, no, that balance beam sounds really nice right now, right? But goodness, guys, this entire list of the great men and women of God that we read about and that we go, wow. How did they do it? Are waiting for us to walk out the completion of their story. But what that takes is a no matter what faith. Abraham, once he got his son, you know the story, right? God says, yeah, take your son. You're 100 years old. You finally had a kid. That was a miracle. Go kill him. Put him on the altar. Cut his throat. Light it on fire. That's what they did with sacrifices. That's what they did on the altar, okay? It wasn't like a powwow camping trip with dad, no. He took his son and he laid him on the altar and he raised the knife and God said, by faith, I've provided the substitute. 
and a lamb was over in the bush, and he didn't have to kill his son, but God said, do it. Sounds like God is so psycho and weird and whatever. No, but God is asking people of great faith to do absolutely crazy things, stand up on the balance beam, do a flip. You might fall, but guess what? It'll be way cooler. Way cooler, right? Because you've seen the, the girls at the Olympics fall off the beam, and you go, ah, oh, but it breaks your heart. If they, like, got up there, hugged the beam, and then jumped off at the end, you'd be like, you would not feel bad for them. You know what I'm saying? Step out, guys, and take a risk with your life, no matter what the cost. Because you're going to, things are going to come along, and opportunities, and God's going to say, do this. Or you're going to feel like the Holy Spirit leads you to do something, and you'll just be like, I'm going to count the cost. Maybe I maybe like people laugh at me, and maybe I'll like look like dumb or something. No matter what, will you step out and follow the God who's promised to be there for you? We hit on it last week. All things work together for good who those who, to those who love God, called according to his purpose. If it's not good, then it's not over yet, Chris Valentin says. That's huge. You're probably going through stuff. There's more to your story. And you're part of a far greater story. So stay in faith. Stand up for me. You know what? I have a little post-it note. There's something I was going to say. Come, well, you're fine. Stand right there. Just close your eyes. We sang during that, toward the end of worship, we started singing this line, I put my hope in you, I put my hope in you, I put my hope in you, and we sing lines over and over again, and there's this part of us that's like, oh, that's nice, that's nice, that's nice, but I feel like that's so critical. In a moment like this, you hear the truth of God's word, and it's all up to you what you decide to do with it. The saints of all of history are cheering you on. The cloud of witnesses waiting in anticipation. Will they do it? Will they step? They're the, call, call it the judge panel, the judges panel at the Olympics. What are you doing on the beam as they're standing there going, you got this. You can do this. We're waiting on you to complete this thing that's so great that God has laid out for you. What do you do with the truth? I put my hope in you, God. Because we can build up all kinds of hopes around our own understanding and our own ability to go like, if I do this, then I do this, then I do this, then I hope I'll get a good job. I hope I'll make a lot of money. And we start putting our hope in a lot of things that we hope we can accomplish and we can achieve and whatever it might be. If we put our hope in God and then move forward and take action and act in faith and follow what we believe God's telling us to do, just watch things blow open when we really say, my hope is in you. My future is in you. Everything else that happens, nothing. Philippians, Paul says a very famous thing I had written on my, I had it on my screensaver, my computer for a while in college. To live is Christ, to die is gain. He had a very good perspective on life. As long as I'm alive, I represent Christ. I am his child. I am filled with the spirit of God. To live is Christ. To die is gain. I get to be with him forever. Try me, devil. That was his attitude. It was just like, are you kidding me? My hope is in God, not in the things of right now. You can stone me, cut me in half. 
put me in jail. He experienced most of them. That same guy. To live as Christ, to die as gain. They came to kill him. He'd be like, great, thanks, let's go, guys. And they'd be like, wait. Maybe we shouldn't. If you want to die, we don't want to do that. He said, okay, then I'll tell you about Jesus. Right? There's people living today that live like that. Every single day. ISIS is trying to take them out. Some of them they're succeeding with. To die as gain. They're not like, we are, we're sad because we're like, oh, that's a tragedy. Those people are going, they're praising Jesus as their heads go rolling down the beach. Like two weeks ago. Not like way back. Like two weeks ago. And probably today. To live is Christ, to die is gain. So as long as I'm alive, I will faithfully follow my Father who's called me into way greater things than this world has to offer. And along the way, he's going to blow my mind with blessings beyond what I can imagine in this life and in this world. And when it's over, it's over, and it gets really good. That's really good. Dylan likes it. Come on. So put your hands up and just say, my hope is in you, God. My hope for my future is in you, God. My hope for my eternity is in you, God. And my hope for this moment right now is in you. God, I pray you'd bless each one of these young men and women in this room tonight, God. Stir their hearts, God. Stir up in them a passion to take risks, God. Try the flip. Try some crazy thing. Jump up on that beam and show off for the cloud of witnesses that's waiting to see what the faithful generation is going to do. Stir up their hearts, God, for something so much greater than grades and paychecks and parties and and, and things that satisfy for a moment, God. Holy Spirit, come and break hearts for the things that break your heart, God. Fill us, God. Holy Spirit, fill us with faith. Fill us. Increase our, 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 our territory, God. That we would never waver, God. That we would learn a day-to-day trust in you and you alone so that when the really crazy stuff hits us, we just go, to die is gain. Bring it on. If I make it through this, it's Christ. If I die in this, it's gain. Hallelujah. You can't touch me. God, we thank you that you are that good and that sure and that secure That we can rest in that, God. Come on. You got something? So if you want to repent, if you've been holding back, if you've had a blurred vision, if you've had any kind of uh, shadow of doubt that like God might not be worth my everything. God might not be able to really give me his strength for my weakness. He might not really be able to fill me. I want you to step down into the pit. We call this the pit. And just give him 
that like that place of weakness say god i've messed up i've held back from you i've been holding back i've not been giving you everything and look it doesn't take um your strength to make this happen that's the whole point we've been talking about all night you get to trade your weakness for his strength he gives you faith by grace He gives you faith by grace. It's not something you work up. It's not something that you do 600 sit-ups and then you get a gold star that says you have faith. It's not how it works. You say, God, have mercy on me. Come and show me yourself. Reveal yourself to me so that I could believe in you for who you really are. Take a step out into the pit right now and say, God, that's what I want. God, I want to repent. I want to give you my everything. I want to, I want to like be disconnected from this place of weakness where I'm totally scared and confused and, and feel ashamed and feel like afraid to do anything, afraid to move. And I want to have your strength. I want to have your grace to believe. Come on, just take a step down here. He will meet you. I want leaders to come down. If you want a leader to pray for you, I want you to just come up to one of the the girls, if you're a girl, one of the guys, if you're a guy, and they'll just pray for you right now. I mean, I know it's late. It doesn't matter. Look, God is meeting us even right here, right now, tonight. Tonight, trade your weakness. Trade the blurred vision. Trade it all. Trade it so that you can have God clarify to you His goodness in a way that will cause you to receive faith. And say, God, I'll give you. I'll give you my life. I won't hug the balance beam. I won't hug the balance beam. It's not what I was made for. It's not what I was made for. I was made for abundant life. Come on, if you want somebody to pray with you, just step up towards you. All it takes is one step. They'll come after you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, it's available. Come on, this is in your hands. This is in your hands. It's not up to God to fulfill the potential that you have. It's your yes. It's your step. It's your yes. It's your step. It's your weakness for his strength. It's a beautiful exchange. It's a wonderful trade. Oh, God. We lift you up. God, I thank you for every yes. I thank you for every heart that's saying yes to you. I thank you for every heart that's committing, God, again. Oh, it's beautiful. It's wonderful. This freedom. This freedom. This freedom. Oh, welcome. Welcome, David, to a place of freedom where you get to live full life. Abundant life. Oh, man. How awesome is that? Welcome. Hey, why don't you guys come up a little bit from the shore, you know? Come up a little bit. Come up a little bit. You don't have to stand on the sideline anymore. I'm not saying you've got to get prayer or whatever, but you just don't have to stand on the sideline. You're in the game. You're in the game, Jesse. I'm going to headbutt you. <laughs> oh, God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This podcast was recorded live at a Wednesday night youth meeting. To find out more, check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching Airborne Youth.